remember, this book, Revelation, is the only book that we're promised a blessing if we read it and study it. And that's one of the reasons that I want to teach it on this podcast. But some of it is very hard to understand and very difficult. You have to have some knowledge of the Old Testament to be able to understand some of these verses in this book. And I've been privileged over the last 50 years to have great Bible teachers who have taught me a lot of Old Testament books. And so chapter 13 can be very hard to understand, but I'm going to do my best to make it so simple that you'll get it. And I want to begin by telling you that in this book, in this chapter, there are two men mentioned. And these two men are prominent in the last half of the tribulation. They come to power in the first half, but they really become very prominent in the last. One is called the Antichrist, and one is called the False Prophet. I'm going to change the names for clarity. I'm going to label the Antichrist as a political leader. I'm going to label the uh, False Messiah as the religious leader. The political leader will be a man who comes forth as a peacemaker. He's the man we saw riding on the white horse. If you remember, we, we saw a man on a white horse who brought peace, everybody thought, but he really brought war and bloodshed and famine and disaster. Now that's the same person that we're going to encounter here. The second is a a man who will come forth and the Jewish people will accept him as their Messiah. The political leader will sign a peace treaty with Israel and all the world will rejoice because the fighting in the Middle East is going to at last come to an end. And if you keep up with any current events, you can see the tension building in the Middle East. You can see so many countries wanting to annihilate Israel. It is my opinion, let me repeat, my opinion that the political leader will be from the Muslim faith. The reason I believe that is that when Rome occupied Jerusalem, they hired mercenaries from Jordan and the surrounding countries to come in and fight for them to spare the Roman soldiers from being killed in battles. So in 70 AD, when Rome destroyed the city of Jerusalem, it's written in Josephus that it was the mercenaries who destroyed the temple. And Herod saw them burning it, and he screamed for them to stop, and they wouldn't do it. And these were people from the Arabic nations. They are the ones that burned the temple. Herod realized the value of the instruments in there, but they did it anyway. The temple has, they haven't had a temple in Jerusalem since 70 AD. The temple will be rebuilt, and there will be a man who claims to be the Messiah who will offer sacrifices in the temple. 
everything will be peace. Political leader says, I bring peace. Religious leader is now offering sacrifices. The Jewish people can have their sins forgiven by offering a sacrifice in the temple that will be rebuilt just before, just at the, the time of the Great Tribulation on the Temple Mount where the old temple stood. So here in this chapter, we have these two men described in terms that are hard to understand, really. And so here we go. I'll do my best to help you. John said, I, I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. When someone comes out of the sea, it refers to the sea of people. So this person that John sees is rising up from a great, great mass of people. And that's another reason I think he will be of the Muslim faith, because the Muslim faith today is the fastest growing religion in the world. There are huge populations of Muslims in most every country. It didn't used to be that way. So he comes from the sea of people. He has seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. So whoever this person is, there have been, seven, there have been ten kingdoms on the earth, and there have been seven civilizations, seven nations that control the world at one time, different times. He represents all of the world's leadership. He stands in their place. He has crowns on his head, meaning he has authority, but he's blaspheming God. And the beast that John saw was like a leopard. The Greek empire is always represented by a leopard because Alexander the Great, who conquered the world, came in like a leopard and conquered. When he was 27, he had nothing else to conquer, and he died of alcohol poisoning. His feet were as the feet of a bear. The bear represents the Medo-Persia Empire. The bear is clumsy but big and powerful. And then the lion. The lion represents the Babylonian Empire. So Babylon was a world empire conquered by the Medes and the Persians, and they were conquered by the Greeks, and the Greeks were conquered by Rome. And so these, all these mighty civilizations or powers are represented by this one man. And then we see that his, um, his mouth was as the mouth of the lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. Now, who is the dragon? That's Satan himself. So we have this political leader that appears on the world scene to bring peace to everybody. He's a blasphemer, and he gets his power from Satan. You and I know that one day Jesus is going to return to rule and reign over the entire earth. And Satan, since the time he was thrown out of heaven, has had as his goal to preempt 
whatever Jesus Christ is going to do. And so this is his attempt to take over the world before the second coming of Christ. The first three, I'm not going to attempt to tell you what this means because I don't know. I've never heard anyone that could teach it with any authority. One of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and the deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. People have tried to say that as a person who's killed and comes back to life. Others have said that's the Roman Empire that was uh, torn down and it comes back to power. So I don't have a clue. I even heard people say it was John F. Kennedy that he was shot and he was hiding away on some Greek isle and he was going to come back to life. That's all a bunch of foolishness. So I don't know who that is. But I know that the beast worships the dragon, that's in verse 4, that gave him his power. And all worship the beast, saying, Who is like this beast? Who can make war with him? There was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. That's the three and a half years of the last part of the Great Tribulation. He has great power. He has great ability to speak. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Now, the saints are the people that believe during the Tribulation. The saints today are those that believe that will be raptured so we will not be here. We will not be here when this man takes power. So the saints that are referred to here are the people that have believed due to the witness of the 144,000 Jewish converts that we've already studied and the two witnesses that came to Jerusalem were killed and their bodies lay in the streets for three and a half days, and then they were resurrected. There will be many people that believe because of these witnesses. And he was able to make war with them and to overcome them. So realize that even though you become a believer during the tribulation, you have to suffer all of the great and terrible trials and tribulations that will be on the people. Power was given to this political leader over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Um, and all that dwell upon the earth will worship him. People will fall down at his feet and say, at last we have peace on earth. It will be global, globalism to the fullest whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. All the people whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life will worship this political leader. Now, how do you get your name written in the Lamb's book of life? If your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, there must be a book of life that the Lamb, capital L, who is Jesus Christ, is writing in. The minute you pray to receive Christ into your life, your name is written in the book. And it's Jesus because he was, 
he was slain from the foundation of the world. Now, if any man have an ear, let him hear. That speaks of the importance. Listen up, everybody. Verse 10, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. In other words, what you do comes back to you. Now, here is the Antichrist. No, I'm sorry. Here's the false messiah. We are introduced to another beast. The first one is the political leader we've just discussed. The second is the religious leader. He comes up out of the earth. And when you see someone coming out of the earth, it usually refers to them coming out of the nation of Israel. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. He had two horns like a lamb. He was not a lamb. The Lamb of God is Jesus, but he was pretending to be the Messiah to the Jewish people in Jerusalem. He exercised all the power of the first beast. The political leader gave the religious leader power and authority, and he caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. I don't know what that means. So I'm not going to speculate. But the religious leader causes everybody to worship the political leader because the political leader has given the religious leader his power. He does great wonders. He makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Satan is attempting to give him the same power that God gave to Elijah when Elijah called down fire from heaven in the Old Testament. And he deceived them that dwell on the earth by the same means of those miracles which he had, he had power to do in the sight of the beast. And he said to them that dwell on the earth, they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. They made an image of the political leader and they put it in the temple. This happened at the midpoint of the tribulation. He had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. When this happens, the Jewish people realize he is a fake because they do not understand, nor do they accept, idolatry in their temple. And it's not told us here, but he was kicked out, and that's when the second half of the tribulation begins. He caused all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast. It is six hundred, three score, and six. Now, in conclusion of this chapter, this man 
makes everybody have the mark of the beast. I don't know what that is. Some have said it's a mark on your arm. Some have said it's a credit card. I have no idea what it is. It may be a social security number that he gives you, who knows. But you can neither buy nor sell if you do not have that mark. That means if you are a saint in the tribulation and you refuse to bow down to this political leader, you starve. And therefore, you will die. Once again, I say to you, all of this is true. These two men are probably alive today. Who knows? But all of this is going to happen in the world. And if you know that's where we're heading, then the news, the local news and the current events of the day have more meaning to you because things are heating up in the Middle East and they will reach a boiling point. And at that point, this political leader will step forward and declare to be a peacemaker and all the world will follow him. I'm excited to say to those of you listening, we won't have to go through that and we don't have to worry about it. But this should motivate us to care about our loved ones who maybe don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Again, I thank you for listening. Pass it on. God bless you.